I know you men, you, you would done the power of God, uh, those areas, the faithfulness of God, all those things. Hey, you keep studying those things out. I'm going to start tonight on the holiness of God. And uh, I want to cover some things in that. We need to understand that uh, the, that attribute, we, we serve a holy God. You hear a lot about forgiveness today and, and justification, but you don't hear a lot about sanctification and holiness. But that's still in the Bible. It's still in the Word of God. And he says, listen, be ye holy, for I am holy. And uh, we need to understand what that is. We need to know, know what our God means by those things. And so we'll look at that tonight. But I do want you, we'll pick up, we're going to start in chapter 3 of the book of Ezra. So if you're there, go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's reverence the Word of God this morning. just want to give you a thought. Uh, just uh, we'll probably, uh, Lord willing, uh, Get down through verse 7. I'm thinking that's where we'll, we'll be. And uh, we'll see what the Lord has in store. Amen. Well, aren't, you, aren't you thankful you're saved? Amen. Thank God, but for the blood. But for the blood. Boy, where would I be without the blood of Jesus today? My, my, my. Thank God. I thank God that I'm saved. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. Well, let's do this. Let's read down through verse 5. Uh, follow along with me, and then we'll go ahead and have a word of prayer. You can be seated. It says this, Ezra chapter 3, verse 1. It says, And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his brethren, the priests, Zerubbabel, the son of Shotiel, and his brethren, and builded the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings thereon as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. And they set the altar upon his basis, for fear was upon them because of the people of those countries. And they offered burnt offerings thereon unto the Lord, even burnt offerings morning and evening. Verse 4, they kept also the Feast of Tabernacles as it is written and offered the daily burnt offerings by number according to the custom as the duty of every day required and afterward offered the continual burnt offering both of the new moons and of all the set feasts of the Lord that were consecrated and of every one that willingly offered a free will offering unto the Lord. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, Lord, I love you. I want to thank you for the day. God, I want to thank you. We have another opportunity to come to this little building, Father God, to meet with you, Father. I'm thankful, Father, where two or three or more are gathered. You're there in the midst. And God, Lord, we need you right now, Father. Lord, we're needy people, God. We want to hear from you, Father. God, I pray, Lord, empty me of self. Uh, dear God, fill me with thy spirit. God, give me the very words to say. I, for, I pray that everything that is said this this morning, bring glory and honor to Jesus, God. I need your touch, Father. God, I pray you'd bless us. Help us now, I pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You can be seated. We've been kind of moving through this, this book of the Bible. We, we looked there in chapter 1, uh, finished up last week in chapter 2 there. And uh, we was looking at uh, basically that end of chapter 2. There's some sobering verses there of, of those ones that claim to be part of the priesthood but couldn't prove it. And everything is going to be according to the book. Mark it down. There's a lot. Listen, God's not the author of confusion. But if we're honest, 
There's a lot of confusing things that are happening today. Confusing things even in the name of Christ. But understand this, it's all going to be straightened out by the book. Amen? If we'll do it by the book, it'll all be okay. And uh, it's all by the book. According to the book, hey, they were claiming one thing, but through their life they couldn't prove it. Boy, I'd hate to, I'd hate to be claiming I'm part of the priesthood, but yet could not be able to serve under that manner because I couldn't prove it because of the life I live. They had so much of Babylon in them, they could not partake of the holy things. And we looked at that. And as a child of God, listen, it's one thing. Listen, anybody say anything. But listen, it's more than just what we say, but it's how we live and what we do that's going to matter. Amen? That's what's going to matter to the lost world. Lost man today, listen, we have heard so much, and even under the, 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 the I guess you could say, the umbrella of religion, you have to be careful of that. People say everything and anything, but how are you living? Hey, how has it affected your life? That's what's going to carry the weight. That's what's going to open the ear to lost men today to someone to share with them about Jesus Christ. If we claim we have a Savior that answers our prayers, He's a friend that's closer than a brother, we have no worries in Him, we can stand upon the promises of God, then they need to see that in our life. Amen? They need to see that in our living. Listen, Washington's not going to fix the problems we've got. The only thing that's going to fix the problems we've got in this country is Jesus. Amen? And listen, don't get me wrong, we need to take part in all those things. I'm not against that, but I'm telling you right now, the, the cure for everything that's ailing this country is Jesus Christ, amen. And we need to understand as His children, they need to see Jesus in our life and our living, amen. And that's important for us. So we roll into chapter 3. We saw those there. It was kind of sobering about that group that was along for the journey, but they couldn't prove it. But now we're getting into, we're going to see some things beginning to unfold in chapter 3. It's just 13 verses, but there's a lot here, and I want to look, and I'm kind of taking my time to go back and look at the first five verses. I'll probably finish them up through verse 7 this morning. And uh, they, I think here's the interesting thing we need to realize. As they finally got things over, it says there in the first, uh, in the first verse, there it says, When the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities of the people, gathered together, together as one man unto Jerusalem. What were they getting ready to do? They was going to prepare an altar and they was going to worship God. That's the first thing they was going to... Listen, this is before any part of the foundation was reestablished. Hey, all the rubble there was cleared off. They were going to build an altar and they was going to worship God. That was, that was the, what they were doing at this point. Did they have a lot to do? There's a lot of work for them to do. Did they have a lot that they had intended to do? They had a lot they had intended to do. But understand this, the first thing we see here, the altar was set up before the foundation of the tabernacle, uh, the temple was to be put back in place. That's important. Because listen, you have to understand something. Before, the temp before that foundation of the temple was laid, uh, they built the altar. And guess what? Before we Listen, we're, we're going to get a piece of land. And thank God we've got that. We're going to build a church. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. We need not wait till that happens to be doing what we're supposed to be doing for the Lord. Amen. Right. Now, I'm thankful for that. And I'm rejoicing in that. But understand something, Ben. There better be some things we're doing right now. And that altar played an important role. That altar that they had to set up, that altar that therefore, that altar led to them worshiping God, that's important for us. So here's my question to you this morning. I'm going to take, I'm going to take these verses and just give us some, some food for thought. How's your altar? How's your altar? 
Now, what I mean by that is, and Brother John brought a good Sunday school lesson about prayer and listen, that place. I'm talking where to build an altar in our life, a place where we go to, and we'll see here in a little bit and look through the Word of God where they built those stones. But it was a place, Brother Jason, they worshiped God, but we better have an altar. You better be building an altar. There ought to be an altar in your life per se, a place where you get alone with God, a place where, listen, God speaks to you and you speak to God. Listen, churches important. We need to be there. The Word of God is important, no doubt about it. We're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together, but I'm telling you, it's going to take more than just my preaching to get you through the week, amen. It's going to take more than, listen, uh, maybe even in your t- Bible time, which is important, you better be having an altar that you've established, a place to where you're getting alone with God, seeking the face of God, the mind of God, so therefore He can empower you to do what He sees fit in your life, Amen. On looking the importance of the altar. Because as they get ready to lay the foundation here, and we're going to see things through as we walk through the chapter there, the importance of the altar. And listen, here it is. The altar, it was through the altar that they worshiped the Lord. Now I want to tie some things together there, Brother Jason, with that and some thoughts I've got this morning to kind of help us. Because here's, here's something we need to understand today. We see a lot of activity in churches today. I mean, nothing's wrong with activity. We need to be, hey, we're involved in trying to, we're in, we're in the, at the Shenandoah Valley Juvenile Center trying to reach those young people. We're going out to try to sow the seed, Lord willing, and spread the gospel. We try to go to them JMU football games and, and preach the truth of those people and, and, and get the gospel out. And there's a lot of activity. We need to be doing things. Hey, we, there, we must be active. We see a lot of activity, but I see a very little bit of worship today. Very little worship. But before any activity started, they were worshiping Brother David. They had an altar and were worshiping the Lord. And that's important for us to understand. Listen, it's important for us to grab hold of. It's important for us to teach these young people. Hey, our children, listen, you young people hear me. This isn't just a mom and dad message. This isn't just an adult message. You need to have an altar in your life. You need to build that altar, that, that place to where you can get alone with God and that time to where it's important between you and God to where He can speak to you and you can speak to Him. That's an altar that needs to be built in everybody's life, Ben everybody's life. It's important for us to understand that. A lot of activity, but very little worship. These young people, these kids, one reason you want them up here singing, hey listen, I want them up here singing at a young age. You know why? Most of the time you get teenagers, you can't get them to open their mouth and even sing for, from the pew uh, when, when they sing. I want them to sing, amen. Why? If they start when they're little, when they get older, hey, that pride they ain't got to worry about. They lost a long time ago, amen. Amen. We have testimony time here at the church and hey, they'll jump up. Praise the Lord, they did this morning, amen. I don't want to discourage that. We need to teach them. Hey, there's a right way. Hey, I'm trying to work on Joe's side. Go and testify, stand up for the Lord, amen. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why is it we act even in the house of God today? Hey, we're worried to just worship the Lord and we're going to cover some of that. If there's any place you ought to feel comfortable to worship God, ought to be in the house of God. Hey, if you can't worship Him here, I guarantee you have a hard time worshiping out there. They don't know anything about that, amen. Right. But I'm going to teach these children, listen, it's okay to worship God, amen. It's okay to praise the name of the Lord. He is worthy of all worship and honor. The Bible says that everything that hath breath, praise the name of the Lord. Guess who that is? Breathe in, breathe out. That's you. That's me, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. 
It's important, listen, but here's something else about it too, the importance of it, not just we need to understand it and we need to teach it, I believe we do, it's important for that, but it reveals a lot. When they, when they built the altar, Brother Richard, when that altar got established, they had one thing in mind, we're going to look at it, and they were going to worship God, Brother John, above all things, that altar brought forth and produced some worship, some worship. Now look at the end of verse 1. I want to just point this out to you, and we'll look at a few things, but look what it says there. It says, the people, they gathered themselves together. And look at those next couple of words, as one man to Jerusalem. Now thought about that. Do you realize this, and you can study it out later, one accord of one mind? You go study those, those uh, applications in the Word of God, everywhere you'll find that something happened. Hey, I'm telling you, God moved. The Holy Spirit of God moved. The Holy Spirit of God was moving. Go back to the dedication of the temple in 2 Chronicles. What happened? Hey, uh, remember the presence of God filled the temple and the people worshiped the Lord? That they, were, they were of one mind, Brother Jason. Uh, you've got at Pentecost, remember in Acts chapter 2, they were where? In the upper room and they were, it says they were all in one accord. And guess what? The Holy Spirit of God moved that day. You've got here in, in, in what they're doing, they've come together uh, of, of like mind. And listen, God honors that, amen. They had one mindset, Brother David, and that one mind says, we're coming together and we're going to worship God. We're going to worship God. I'm telling you, we need that today, amen. Listen, we're going to come to the house of God and worship God, amen. Hey, we ought to worship God at home in front of our children. Listen, it doesn't just stop here. Don't save it for just the church house. Take it out, amen. Take it to your home. Take it to where you are. Worship God, amen. They had one mindset. They had a unity of mind. And what was that? They was going to worship God. I thought that was interesting because, listen, we need that today. Thank God, listen, we're not, hey, it's not saying you got to be a bunch of robots. Hey, everybody's got to do the hair the same. Everybody's got to uh, dress exactly uh, like I ain't got to, if it's not a black suit, it ain't right, all that stuff. No, I'm telling you right now, but there ought to be unity, Brother Jason. Right. We ought to come into this place right here and we ought to be ready to worship God, amen. Right. Ought to have a mindset to bar that we're going we're gonna to worship God. They were of one heart. They were of one mind with one purpose and that was to worship God. Worship God. I got to thinking, I, I've grown up around here. I'm just going to be honest with you. And, and, and stay with me. I say this all the time. Stay in the boat. Don't bail out on me halfway through. I've been around. A lot of the Shenandoah Valley does not know what true worship is. I've been to places. It's fabricated. It's man-made. You can sense it. You can see it. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm telling you, I've been, I've been to churches that are dead. Listen, I believe Charles Spurgeon said, listen, with most churches and even Baptist churches, you can start a fire because they're dry and stiff. I'm just being honest. Listen, just because the charismatics may be off on their doctrine does not mean it should scare us from worshiping God. We're God's people. We can't let what they may have, that they may be doctrinally off on some things, take away our godly heritage, you could say, our, our, what we have, what we know from the Word of God, to worship God. 
to, 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 to magnify the Lord. Listen, you, you read some of those books about those old timers and you hear things and, and even my grandfather, even and I know I mention that quite often with the ship and things there, how God moved on that ship uh, back there even after the war. Listen, they had there was revival on that ship. Listen, there were men worshiping God. They knew something about worship being. Today you start to talk about worship and you start to, to talk about the thing of God and people kind of get a little wiggy and start to get a little stiff and starts to get a little tense in the room. Why? Because, listen, they're not familiar with it or they've let a crowd that has taken it and misused it, it's not according to the Bible, uh, make you think like, well, we can't get near that. I'm telling you, they came together and they had a mindset, we're going to worship God, amen. amen. We need to have that mindset today, amen. Thank God for places like Mayfield Creek Baptist Church, amen. Thank God for places like Pleasant View Baptist Church. Thank God for places out in Oceana uh, like Turkey Ridge Baptist Church. Amen. Thank God for places out there where people, listen, they love the Lord. Hey, they love Him supremely and they just want to come and worship God. It's a place you can come to and worship God and magnify Him. But you know where that starts? It starts at the altar. It starts on your knees. That's where it's going to come from. Here's what I want to talk about. I just want to give you three thoughts about that altar. The altar, that place in your life to where you can go to get alone with God, that place in your life to where God speaks to you. And hey, it, it may be in the morning, it may be, I don't know, but there ought to be a time in your day that you're setting aside to get alone with God. That special place. You ought to have that. You've got to ha- listen. It's got to. It's got to be more than just than just. Uh, and, and we need this right here. But I'm telling you, I can't live your life for you. You can't live your life for me. We've got to have an altar where we get along with God. God speaks to us. God teaches us. God helps us. We can worship God. Amen. And that pure altar, that right altar, will do a few things for you. We're going to see here, I think, some things that are pointed out, things important for us, and about worship and true worship. An altar that's right will produce pure worship. Pure worship. Look what it says in verse 2. Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his brethren, the priest, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shotiel, and his brethren. Now look at this. And builded the altar of the God. All right? Preparing an altar. But look at this. Of Israel, why are they preparing the altar? They're going to worship God. But, but look of Israel to offer burnt offerings thereon, and look at the next words here, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God, as it is written. Listen, you don't just worship God your way, you've got to worship God God's way. Amen? Amen. Cain and Abel should be the greatest illustration for you and I to go to the Word of God, you can't do it your way. You have to do it God's way. You had one that, listen, he followed, he worshipped God according to what God had told him. Cain thought he had a better way. Hey, he was going to do it his way. God didn't honor that. God's not going to honor what we do according to what we think is best or how we think it should be, but it's according to what God has said. Amen. So listen, that altar will teach us and develop us. It will help us to to worship God in a pure way. It's pure worship. It's right. It's according to the Word of God. Listen, if it's not according to this Bible, then it's not right. right. As for God, His way is what? Perfect, it says. 
now listen, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a brainiac by no means, but I, I can figure that out, Ben. If God's way is perfect, there's no other way that's going to even compare to God's way. So what God has said is right, what God has said is true, what God has said is pure, do it God's way, you're okay. He'll approve that. If you're not doing it God's way, He's not going to approve that. I don't care what you're doing. It's got to be God's way. Amen. Listen, we, we've had some that say, hey, listen, we're going to worship Him at home and we don't feel it's important to do it at the church house. It's not according to God's way. Amen? Now, we need to do it in both places. But you're not, hey, listen, God's will is not going to contradict God's Word. We're not to forsake the similar ourselves together. Amen? We need to be in the house of God. Listen, that's important. Amen? There are those out here that, that, that try to do it and they say, well, we're going we're gonna to worship God. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do that. But I'm telling you, go back to the altar, that altar, that place where you get along with God and God speaks to you. It'll straighten out a lot of things. Amen. They built the altar according to as it is written. So let's go and look at something. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 27. I want to take you, keep your finger in Ezra, but let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 27. And let, let me, I guess, drive home a point here with this. Look what it says in verse 1. Deuteronomy 27, verse 1. And Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day. And it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones, and plaster them with plaster. What are they doing? They're building an altar. Now God's instructing them, you need to build an altar. Guess what? God, need, we, You need an altar in your life. You need an altar and you need a place to worship God. But look what he says here. And thou shalt write upon all the word, them all the words of this law when thou art passed over, that thou mayest go in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and a land that floweth with milk and honey, and the Lord uh, thy God, the Lord God of thy fathers have promised thee. Verse 4, Therefore it shall be when ye be gone over Jordan, now look at this, that ye shall set up these stones which I command you this day in Mount Ebal, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster. And look at verse 5, And there shalt thou build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stones. Now look at this, Thou shalt not... Lift up any iron tool upon them. So now God's saying, You need an altar. The altar is to worship me. But listen, don't add to anything other than what I've given you. That's what he's saying. And he says, verse 6, Thou shalt build the altar of the Lord thy God of whole stones, and thou shalt offer burnt offerings thereunto the Lord thy God. Thou shalt offer peace offerings. Thou shalt eat there, rejoice before the Lord thy God. Thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plainly. Very plainly. God said, look, make an altar. Make the altar so you can worship me. Hey, but don't add to it. Don't add to it. He didn't want anything from man added to the worship that he was deserving of. Guess what? You got a contemporary crowd today, they're adding worldly music. Hey, they're adding all types of things into it and think it's going to honor God. It don't please God. 
God don't need anything added to the worship that He's already given us. And He said, hey, songs and spiritual songs and hymns is what pleases God. He's a God that doesn't change. Amen. Just because the world thinks, here's what's happening. The world is getting into the church, so they're trying to change the church to accommodate the world, but the church was never made for the world. The church is for the saint that we go out into the world and reach sinners with the gospel. Amen. They're getting it backwards. So you've got people with a fleshly taste, fleshly desires. They're coming in saying, hey, we need that beat we hear all through the week. We need that rock and roll stuff. We want to look like a stage up there, like you go on Friday night. But God says, I don't want none of that. It doesn't please me. Hey, build the altar and worship me the way that I say to do it. Amen. And that's in songs, spiritual songs and hymns according to the Word of God. Amen. Amen. It's not going to please. Oh, but we think it's going to be right. God said, I don't care. Don't add anything to my altar that you're going to worship with. Don't add anything to your worship. Anything that man puts in it, not according to God's way and God's word, he's not pleased with. Does that make sense? Turn to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Here's the thing you got to understand. And here's the hard part. It's not that, you know, and you got to be careful. People think, well, man, that's just, man, that's not right. That's mean. No, listen, we've got to straighten this stuff out because people are being deceived today. People are being deceived in what they think's right and they're being told from the pulpit, well, this is okay. We're just evolving. We're changing the times. But God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. God doesn't change, amen. If God said He wanted it there, it needs to be there today, amen. We need to stick to the old paths, hallelujah. Why? Because that's what God said to do, amen. That's what God said to do. Look in John chapter 4. And you know the verses, but, but look in verse, verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers. So see, we've got worshipers that aren't true. We've got worship that isn't true. We've got worship today in the name of Jesus that's not right. We've got worship that's fleshly, worship that's carnal. How do we know? Stick to the Bible, amen. Stick to the things of God, amen. He says here, look, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father seeketh such to worship. God's looking for those today that just simply worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. 24, God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in the spirit and in truth. God made man to worship Him. Now look, we don't have time this morning, but I mean, most, I mean, most of you probably know, maybe, maybe all of you know this, been in church any time, study your Bible, listen, you can worship God through song, instruments, amen? You can do that, it's okay. Hey, shouting. Oh my, we're going to see in a little bit, we're going to see where they worship Him and shout, amen. It's okay to holler amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Listen, why? what's happened today? We've got so many that you get hold of somebody that maybe be in the flesh, it's not right. But that doesn't keep you from doing it the right way. God says that's okay. Amen. Yeah, that's right. It's all right to do. He says lift up holy hands in the Lord. It's all right to raise a hand. I'm not charismatic and Pentecostal. Hey, I'm an independent Baptist. Hey, blood bought, saved. Amen. But I can raise my hand unto the holy God and magnify Him. Amen. Right. Why? The Bible tells me I can well, that's of the flesh. That's not right. No, God tells me. The, God tells me through His Word, you can do it that way. Amen. That makes sense. Listen, we've got to be careful. 
Their worship, the altar that they built, listen, was made to worship. It produced worship. So I'm asking you, how's your altar? And listen, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I want to get to another point here. And I can't, I don't want to repeat myself. All right, so I don't want, I want to keep going over and over, but I want you, I want to drive it home this morning. How's your altar? It may be you've got no worship because the altar isn't set up. Right. Maybe it isn't right. But if the altar's right, the worship will be right. It'll produce pure worship. Number two, the altar will produce public worship. Go back, go back to Ezra. Go back to our, our text. Go back to the book of Ezra. And I want you to look at this. Look at verse 1. And then we're going to look at verse 3 and verse 11. It says this, And when the seventh month was come, the, the children of Israel were in the cities. The people gathered. Look what it says here. They gathered themselves together. Now I'm going to go somewhere with this. So just, just but think about it. The altar, the, the true altar, that altar in your life, to have an altar, to have that time, listen, it's going to produce some things in your life. It's going to produce worship. I'm telling you. That there are days, there are days, Brother John, that, hey, things may not have went well for me. There are days sometimes I may get weary and well-doing, but I can slide off to a place, Brother David, and I can get along with God. And before I'm done, Brother David, I'm thanking God and magnifying God. And Ben, I can promise you this, when I come out of that spot, I'm a whole lot better off, amen, than I was when I went in. And it's because I went to the altar, amen. I had a place prepared for me and God that I could get along with Him and ended up, hey, it brought forth some worship. I was thanking Him and praising Him when I came out of there. Amen. It'll produce pure worship. It'll produce public worship though too. They gathered themselves together it says. Go to verse 3 and look what it says. And they set the altar upon His bases for fear was upon uh, them because of the people of those countries. Now look. Hey, and even in the midst of fear, guess what they did? They still worshipped. Good days, bad days, you ought to worship God. Amen. Boy, it's easy. Hey, listen, we, we could we could have a knockdown drag up today. Hey, praise the Lord. Hey, we've got eleven acres of land. But guess what? I also remember when we hit our faces that Wednesday night, we're praying over another piece of property. And we're praying, God, show us. Is this your will? Is this your will, God? That wasn't the will of God. We didn't know it at the time. But hey, when I got the phone call before we left the church at night, and they said, Listen, the land's already been sold. It's not gonna be yours. We said, Praise the Lord, Amen. Hey, it's not what we were thinking. We knew God had something else, amen. At the time, we didn't know what it was, but thank God, Brother John, we just followed Him. In the good days, the bad days, it's worthy of worshiping God. They got together, even in the midst of fear of all the countries around them, but it says they set the altar. They offered burnt offerings unto the Lord, even burnt offerings morning and evening. Morning and evening. Look at verse 11. This is even after the after the foundations laid, but look what it says. They sang together by, by coursing and praising, by course and praising and giving thanks. It's okay to testify, hallelujah. Preacher, thank God for saving me. I'll let you know what he done this week. I want to magnify the name of Jesus. There ain't nothing wrong with that, amen. Amen. That's why we do that at this church. We're okay. It's biblical, amen. And it says, giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And look what it says. All the people, what? Shouted with a great shout. When they what? Praised the Lord. What were they doing? They were worshiping God. They shouted unto the Lord. Amen. 
Why? Because it was worthy of the worship. Hey, they were rejoicing what God had done. When we come together to worship, I'm telling you that altar is going to play an important role in your worship. It's going to reveal some things about do you have an altar? Are you, are, are you utilizing the altar? The altar was established and then therefore the worship followed. The worship followed. It was outward. Listen to Psalm 109. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. You got some that say this. Well, worshiping spirit and truth. Little S though, understand something. Hey, that's your spirit. That, that, that is making it known. Hey, I'm rejoicing in God. Amen. God don't need a secret service Christian. Amen. Amen. Let your light so shine before men they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Hey, they ought to be able to hear. Amen. And, and here it says this. I'll greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. That means you've got to say something. It means you may have to testify. Amen. You may say, listen, I'm going to thank the Lord. Hey, I, amen. I mean, I've, had, I've been in some churches. My goodness, you say amen or you say something for the Lord and they look at you like they're going to run you out. You're right. I'm just being honest. Right. But it says here, I'll, pra- I'll greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yea, I'll praise Him among the multitude. The multitude. The multitude. That's in public. That's in the house of God. Listen, you know the greatest thing for, for this world today is for us Christians not to be ashamed. You know, part of the reason we're in the shape we are in this country, Christians have, have went in and others have come out. Listen, I'm not saying be rebellious and I'm not saying be a renegade, but I'm telling you, we as Christians, we better stand. We better start standing. We better start rejoicing. Listen, these children are going to grow up in this world. Listen, it's not just Lord come quickly. Hey, the Lord could come tomorrow, but if the Lord chooses not to come, hey, these children have to grow up in this world. I'm going to do all I can while I can to teach Him the right thing. Amen. We need to stand for Jesus. We need to stand for the Lord. Hey, praise Him. Worship Him. It's in public. It's outward. It's not just an inward thing. Well, I do it in my quiet spot. Well, praise the Lord. Hey, I have a shouting time sometimes with God, Ben. But I can promise you this. I don't want to just keep it there. Hey, I want to bring it. Listen, there's been times I've come in. Hey, I've been tired. I've been weary. And it may be the testimony of one of you. It may be a song that's been sung. It may be a special that comes across that helps my spirit. Amen. What is that? That's worship. Amen. You don't know, hey, how God may use your worship and your testimony to be a blessing to someone else. We have no idea, hey, what someone has gone through, even, even sometimes husbands and wives, what we've dealt with on a weekly basis. That's why the first thing on our prayer list is pray for one another. We need to pray for one another. We have no idea what the week may bring for one another. But listen, I tell you right now, hey, listen, we need to do our part. In the house of God, out of the house of God, the altar will produce some things. That altar, that private altar, that altar of God, that altar is a pure altar. It's a public, it produces pure worship, produces public worship. The altar, that place that they built there. Listen, God didn't intend for it to remain inside. God made man to worship him according to his word, but to worship him. That's important for us to understand because I'm telling you, we hear a lot of things that we don't hear about worship. Worship is biblical and and it's right and and it's important and it pleases God. Now look, I know there's always some that say, yeah, but I was part of a church or I was involved. I've I've seen them worship God on Sunday and I've seen them do some wicked things on Monday. That doesn't give you an excuse not to worship God. 
or I was here and listen, hey, they did it this way or, or they didn't do it that way. It, it wasn't right. That doesn't, that doesn't give you an excuse not to worship God. What will change that? The altar will change that. Amen. I'm just going to be honest. Listen, hey, there are those. It blesses my heart. I thank God for Brother Johnny Jones. You talk about unashamed of the gospel of Christ. That man is unashamed everywhere we get. Whenever we're together, he's telling somebody about Jesus. That inspires me. Hey, sometimes it convicts me. You know, sometimes it makes me say, man, I'm going to be a better testimony. I'm going to be a better witness. I want to worship. He doesn't. He'll worship God wherever, wherever that is. Listen, thank God for Mrs. Biddle, Brother Biddle. Hey, Ms. Biddle, she'd worship God. She'd worship God in the grocery store. She'd worship God in church. Thank God for that, amen. Thank God for those people that we can look, we can look upon. I think of Brother Gardner, Mayfield Creek. Man, I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever forget that funeral. Never forget that funeral. Over Cassidy, he just was standing like this, had his eyes closed, and he was just worshiping God in the service. And they had somebody had taken a picture of that. He was just worshiping God. But he was at church. But then people started getting up testifying. Of it. And he was a quiet, reserved man. But when it came to his God, he didn't hold back, amen. And listen, hey, because of that, Brother Stephen Terry stood up and uh, Brother Kerry May stood up and, and others would stand up and say, listen, that man taught me what it is to understand biblical worship. And you know what I see those men do today? You go to them church, they're worshiping God, amen. And guess what? Their children are still in church worshiping God and serving the Lord, amen. Their grandchildren are now serving the Lord, worshiping God with it. Isn't that what we want, amen? It starts at the altar. But that altar will produce some things. That altar will produce some worship. It's a, it's a worship that's pure. It's a worship that's public. Amen. Listen, most of the times when lips are tight, the altar's not right. I'm just going to be honest with you. God didn't intend for any believer not to worship Him. Well, I'm reserved, preacher. Okay. But listen, if you ain't never up and worshiping, something's wrong. And listen, if you are that reserved, that's fine. But you shouldn't be bothered by other people that are worshiping. See, that's where I get a hang-up. I have those that have said, well, that's just loud and that's just of the flesh. Listen, if you may not worship that way, you shouldn't be bothered by others that are worshiping that way as long as according to the Bible. If it's bothering you, then go back to the altar. Because listen, I'm telling you, the altar produces worship. It produces worship. Some of, some, some of the people that we know, some, some of the great friends that we have, listen, I'm telling you, thank God. Here's the thing. They're not just living it here, but they're living it out there. See, that's what the altar will do for you. You're going to have a hard time coming to the house of God and worshiping God at the house of God if you've been living like the devil all week. If you're letting the world, listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're letting the things of the world bombard you, and I know we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Understand that. Listen, you, you, better, you, better, protect, you better protect your mind, your eye gate, your ear gate. 
That's why these children, I want there there are things. Listen, I grew up in church but was lost as a day is long. Listen, I'm telling you, I knew how to play the role. I knew the right things to say. I knew how to behave around certain people. I knew what to say, when to say it. I knew the verses. I could quote scripture, but I was lost. I was without Jesus. And I'm telling you, you understand something. Listen, the world, the world coming in and the world coming in. There was one thing about that though. I never, ever even came close to worshiping God. Never had a desire. But Jason, when I finally got saved and admitted to God who I was, that I was a liar, that I was a fake and, and repented of my sin being and called on Jesus to save me, He saved me, Brother Richard, and He changed me. And I'm telling you right now, I don't have a problem worshiping God. Amen. Understand that. The altar produces worship. It's pure worship. It's public worship. It's important for us to understand that today. Here's the third thing, and I'm done. The altar produced persistent worship. This is important. Go back to verse 3. Look at the end of the verse. It says, Even burnt offerings morning and evening. I don't understand the crowd that thinks they can get all of Jesus on Sunday morning and I've come back Sunday night. I'm telling you, I need Sunday night. I need Wednesday night. Why? Because it's not, it, listen, it, it's, it's the presence of believers. It's the encouragement of one another. It's the word of God. It's the power of the singing. It's being part of the worship service. It's all of those things that I need. Even as a pastor, we need that. Listen, morning and evening, they were persistent. They didn't quit me. It wasn't just a one-time shot. And Okay, let me get that out of the way. They were persistent with it. Look at verse 4. They kept also the feast of tabernacles as it is written. See, it's according to the word of God. And offered a daily burnt offerings by number according to the custom. Look at this. I thought this was interesting. As the duty of every day required. That's persistency. But John, that's being persistent. As, as the duty of every day required. Look at verse 11. They sang together, they, uh, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shout a great shout when they praise the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. This is later on. This is later on. After the foundation had been laid, guess what they're still doing? Still worshiping God. Guess what they had done? You want to know why? Because they daily were at that altar. Daily at that altar. Listen to me. It says there, as the duty of every day required, there are going to be days that are harder than other days. But there are things that we as a child of God must not allow for it to not take place in our life. You're going to have to be in this Bible. You young people, listen to me. Listen, develop that prayer life at a young age. Before a child can read, they can pray. Started early, amen. Persistency. Now remember, think about this. They were free here. Remember? I mean, I mean, Cyrus, you're free to go. They, 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 they had went back. They were free. But he, what are they doing? They said, the first thing we're going to do, we're building an altar. We're going to worship God. They could have done whatever they wanted to, Brother David. But they went right back to what they knew was right. 
They had gotten away from that in Babylon. Hey, they had paid a price of that even going into Babylon. But when they had the opportunity, Brother Jason, they did what they knew was right. And what I'm telling you is this. There's got to be desire in your heart. There's going to have to be a yearning in your heart to get alone with God, to have that altar yourself. There's got to be a personal application here that I'm speaking of. It just can't be something that I can do for you. But Ben, you're going to have to have that desire. You as a young man will, will crave that to build that altar. Hey, Ethan, you need to build an altar yourself. You can't. Don't be running to His. Build your own altar, amen. Hey, and, and allow for God to speak to you at your altar, amen, and it will affect your worship. It allow for you to be persistent. They were persistent. I'm telling you, some days are harder than others. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But there are some things we need not let die. And one of that is, hey, listen, getting to that altar and worshiping the Lord as the duty of every day required. They got to the altar. They worshiped. Amen. The only way that our worship is going to be persistent is, is at that altar. It's at the altar. Starting at the altar, as every, as the duty of every day required, it says in verse 4. Now look at verse 5, and we'll finish up, I'm done. It says, and afterward offered the continual burnt offering, both of the new moons and all of the set feasts of the Lord that were consecrated, and of everyone that willingly offered a freewill offering unto the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month began they to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, but the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. See, listen, the, the, the good stuff hadn't even started to happen yet, and there's, but they're, they're not waiting on that to worship. They're worshiping before that's even coming. And it says, They gave money as unto the masons and to the carpenters and the meat and the drink and the oil and to the, uh, of Zidon and to, uh, and to them of Tyre to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the Sea of Joppa according to the grant that they had of Cyrus, king of Persia. All this we just looked at is done before the temple's even been laid. Even before the first foundation uh, was laid, part of the foundation uh, being restored, even before the walls were put up, they went and built an altar and they worshipped God. They worshipped God. Here's what I, I worry about. I think a lot of times what people are looking for, and I'm talking saved people. I'm talking about lost people today. I'm talking about saved people. I'm talking about church-going people. I think what they're looking for is they're looking for some experience. I, th I think they're looking for some, some camp meeting message. And nothing wrong with that. Listen, there, there are times God will meet with you in a special way. Hey, I understand that. And, and, and listen, there are messages that I have, have yet to forget that have impacted my life. I'm not, I'm not taking away from that. But just stay with me on this. They're looking for those type of things to light that fire. I've got to have something. There's got to be something there. And, and, and here's what happens. They may, find, they may get hold of a little fire, but then guess what? A month down the road, it's out. It's not there. It's, it's like, so then now they're having to wait for the next meeting. or the, and, and I mean, hey, meetings are good, and, and, and good preaching's good. But listen, the best preaching in the world, hey, the greatest message, if, you're, if you don't, hey, just because you hear it doesn't mean anything. You've got to believe what's being preached and you've got to apply that to your life. But listen, you've got to take it even one step further if you think that that message is just going to keep you going. You've got to take that to your altar and lay that upon your altar and keep it there. That's what's going to keep the fire burning.
It's like it's like we've got we've got like these these uh, Christians day. That's like the the it's just a flicker of a flame. Hey, I want to be like Elijah. The day he was going out, he was still serving God. Amen. He smacked that mantle, hey, and that water at the mantle, he was still showing them sons of the prophets, hey, the power of God is still working, amen. Lord, help us to be that way. Brother Jason, help you to have it be a daddy that your children know loves the Lord. It's not some lukewarm down the end of the road, but praise God that daddy's on fire for Jesus, amen. My daddy loves the Lord, amen. That's the greatest thing we can leave. To our children, to others that, that, that are looking, I'm afraid what they're looking is some experience, some meeting, some message, but it never lasts. If you want the fire to keep burning, build you an altar, amen. Go to that altar, spend time at that altar. That altar will produce worship. It'll produce worship. Look, we got a lot to be thankful for at Old Pace Baptist Church. It's an exciting time for our church. I mean, look, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I had to pinch myself even, even Friday. We went out there, me and Christy and, and McKenzie rode out to the land uh, yesterday, and I'm like, man, I'm just standing there. Lord, you give us 11 acres. God gave us 11 acres. We're going to put up a church, but we got, we got churches that are going to come and put up a church building for free. Only God can do that, amen. And listen, we've got a lot, Brother David, to, to be rejoicing about. We've got a lot to be looking forward to, 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 to taking part in. But I'm telling you right now, listen to me, well before that building goes up, I don't want to just wait till then to worship God. I want to worship Him now, amen. amen. How's that going to happen? At the altar. At the altar. You read them books of, of old and you, you, you hear about people, hear about the days of old and the, the revivals and things that took place. And I'm going to tell you something. All different stories, all different things, but one thing I think ties together, and there's a link there, it's this. There was an altar involved. Somebody was on their knees praying. Somebody was pleading with God. Somebody was continually on their face before God, and God did great things. Let me ask you, how is your altar? How's your altar? Look, let's not wait for a building to have to go up for us to get excited for the things of God. Let's, we ought to be excited for the things of God now. He's done great things for us, amen? Access the altar. Build you an altar. Wherever it may be, get alone with God. Have a place you can go to get alone with God and have God speak to you. I'm telling you, it will have an effect on your worship. The altar, listen, the right altar will produce the right worship. Be pure, it'll be public, and it'll be persistent. It's going it's to keep on. It won't be this thing that wears off. It's going to remain, amen? It's going to remain. Listen, I don't about you. Brother Richard, thank God for your testimony. Th thank God for you and Miss Betty. Thank God that years down the road, you're still craving the things of God. Drive over an hour to come to church. I respect that. Hallelujah. I mean, they cross Monterey Mountain to come to church every, 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 every week. Hey, praise the name of Jesus. But what is that? There's an altar that's been established there. There's a prayer life, amen. I'm not an exalting man, but I'm just trying to give you true illustrations here. Listen, there's something behind that worship, Brother Jason. It's an altar. So Ben, why don't you come to the piano? I'm going to ask you again, how's your altar? Do you have an altar? 
Do you understand what I'm preaching about this morning? I'm afraid today. Listen, and here's why a lot of people, it's foreign to them and they don't know. Is that right? It's not being preached. Worship, true worship, it's important to God. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet, bow our heads. Listen, the altar is open. Ben plays. You want to come to the altar? Come. Maybe it's today. Listen, maybe that altar, maybe that altar needs to be uh, maybe it needs to be built back up a little bit. Maybe, it, maybe it's, it, it's been uh, left alone for a little bit.